ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I'm your host, Jesse Jackson, and today I am joined by frequent guest, um, Jay from Right On Fight On. How you doing, Jay? Jesse, I'm doing well, man. Thank you for having me. Oh, and always joy. And we are, we've actually been trying to do this before the summer started, um, you know, Jay wanted to join me on our one of our cage match episodes, which is where you pick two um, beloved Bruce Springsteen songs and you argue which is better, which is truly at times a horrible decision because it's so <laughs> tough to discuss. Um, but before we get to what two songs we're going to talk about, I wanted to ask how your summer was. Uh, summer, summer has been great. Um, my May, my June were, were really chaotic. Uh, I had a lot going on, uh, professionally going on. So I, I needed some downtime, which, yeah. which came, uh, I guess, at, you know, the end of June and my wife and I, we took the kids down to the Jersey shore for a couple of weeks and we're in Hershey, Pennsylvania for a couple of days. Nice. Uh, we're, actually, we're actually right outside Nashville, Tennessee for almost a week nice. visiting, visiting some family. So um you know the, the summer has been has been really great um I, I got some downtime and then i got in i got some serious work to do in, in regards to my writing and so um I, it's been great so um i didn't tell you this before we hit record but i i wanted to wait and tell you once we were recording uh, one of the most recent things you wrote about is um and i'm gonna get the title wrong but tell a story the first day of class <laughs> okay yeah, yeah and um i absolutely adored that story because as a manager i tell stories when my employees start their first day i, oh, I make you. you know and i i tell them that story for exactly the reasons you talk about you know you're you're building an impression <laughs> you're starting to build this culture you know, yeah. you, you want your employees or students, in your case, to understand what kind of person you are. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I make the comment and I kind of do it self-depression, you know, kind of kidding myself. But I go, well, I have a story. Well, of course I have a story. But right. it is, and, and I just really loved that you... You reinforced what I thought and actually put logic behind it, <laughs> you know, because I was like, you know, this is what I'm going to do, whether it's good or not. It's because what I have to do and to read right. someone that I respect and someone I admire to actually give the reasons why it's a good idea was um, really nice to see. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, it, so um, you also had you were sharing with me before we started. Um, twice a year, you guys do um, marathons, riding marathons, and sure. you raise money for a charity. 
and right. it's kind of a, it's a combination. It's for fun. It's for education. We're raising for a charity, and um, you and I both believe in the power of stories, and yes. we believe that more people should tell stories. So why don't you tell me a little about this? Yeah. So um, we've been doing this for two years. Uh, essentially, we're holding these writing events known as the Redathon, and ultimately, what we do is we bring teenagers together. Uh, to just participate in, in, in writing and in telling their story. And that's something that I don't think we hear much of. Uh, we, we, it doesn't get enough press that, yeah. that your story matters. And, and you know, and I know as you get older, um, you know, you become afraid to tell your story. You become afraid of voicing your opinion. And so this event brings teenagers together who are um, in a really tough kind of crossroad in their life. Uh, a lot of the kids are, are shy or feel like they don't have anything important to say. I mean, I hear that all the time. I have nothing important to say. I, and I was like that you right. know, for so long. I, I have nothing important to say. Why would anybody want to read what I write? And you have to sort of get over that, that fear and that, that doubt. And, and so the event ultimately, again, brings kids together, gives them an opportunity to write and tell their story and, and share their story. So... Um, what was cool was I, I submitted a proposal to a local um, news station, and they work in accordance with this show called NJ Classroom Close-Up. And what Classroom Close-Up does is it travels throughout all of New Jersey, and it looks just for interesting stories uh, that are happening inside of a classroom from, from a K-12 classroom. And they come in with a film crew, and they, they film the stories, and they, they, they ultimately tell the story of the event that happens at a school. So I wrote a proposal. It was accepted. Uh, and then so at the end of May, on our write-a-thon day, the film crew came in. Uh, they put makeup on me. I kind of felt like a big deal. Uh, they had a boom mic in my face all day long, and uh, they filmed the event. And they, they were there for about seven hours, and ultimately... Um, the footage will be compressed down to a, it's a small little segment that will air on, on television. Uh, I believe it's the end of October it's going to air. Neat. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. You know, I, I feel it's funny because I, I fight that same um, reluctance with listeners of the podcast. I, I can't tell you how many people have reached out to me and said, oh, I just love the podcast, Jesse. Oh, you know, thank you for sharing stories. And I'm like, well, why don't you join me? Oh, no, I don't have a good story. Right. Like, you know, and I have one person, I will not call them out, but um, they traveled to see multiple shows down in Australia and New Zealand. But they said, eh, Jesse, they live in Europe. Like, I don't have a story to tell. What? Just just the adventures of the travel alone would make a great story. Um, right. But even someone who's just sees the show when it shows up in, you know, Minneapolis, when he plays in Minneapolis, or someone who's never seen Bruce's show, I, I think everyone has a story. And um, I applaud you getting someone, you know, at this critical teenage years and say, this, this matters. What you say matters. Your opinion matters. Yeah, we, we, we don't do ourselves any justice when we compare our lives and our stories to other people. And I think that's what shuts us down. Um, 
you know, the people who have the courage to voice their story, we're often kind of taken back by that. Yeah. And then we, we kind of sink into ourselves and be like, I could never do that. When, when really, it just, it, it, it's about taking that first step and having the courage to say, okay, this is what, this is the story, you know, this is what yeah. I want to tell. Um, yeah. Yeah, good for you. Um, so, as I do, speaking of stories, um, Bruce has decided that he wants to do a new chapter in his life. And he's going to go on Broadway. Yeah. Uh, we have not discussed beforehand, but I would be shocked if you were not thrilled that he was taking this uh, creative challenge. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is this is my dream. It's a combination of music and storytelling. I, I'm going to do everything in my power to get up there and, and see a show. Well, um, my lovely bride, um, I brought it up and she shot me an email saying, okay, are you going to Dragon Con or are you going to see Bruce on Broadway? I'm like, okay, I'm going to Dragon Con. And so um, then we were going furniture shopping, and I mentioned, well, you know, I looked, if we fly out on a weekday and fly back the next day, you know, I, I found tickets anywhere from $150, $200. Oh, that's not bad. I said, you know, and if we do the creative kind of, you know, marathon of we don't even get a hotel room. We just, you know, go to the, go in early, get a meal, see him on the show, then, you know, spend the night in the airport, fly home. You know, that may not be too inexpensive. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, it would be cool to see him that way. And I said, okay, well, here's what we're doing. We're in the lottery to just try to get tickets. And I said, and if we don't get tickets, we don't even have to have the discussion. But if we do, then we'll discuss it from there. And if we decide we can't make it work, then I know that there are people that will buy the tickets for us, especially since I wouldn't try to jack up the price. I would just say, hey, you know, here's my right. cost. So um, I'm hoping we get a DVD or an HBO special out of it. Uh, uh, yeah. But um, I just think it's amazing that he's... Um, you know, my second ever show was the Devils and Dust um, concert where he was in Grand Prairie right outside Dallas with just him, his guitar, and the keyboard. So when you figure out when he throws in readings or telling these stories, this could be pretty, I think it's going to be something pretty special. Oh, I, I, I think so. I, I, it's, it's a home run. I, I, yeah. I, I can't see it missing, you know. Yeah, I can't either. So good luck getting tickets yeah I you, hope too. So. you yes, too yes <laughs> absolutely um so once again uh we're here to kind of talk about um and i'll just remind everyone the story um the, my friends from bruce springsteen sings the alphabet one of the other great springsteen podcasts out there um rob and jb are going through every bruce springsteen song in alphabetical order and they kind of talk about it and when they got the jackson cage match they mentioned how did Jesse not name his podcast Jackson Cage Match or Jackson Cage? And I said, um, well, I don't not going to change my podcast. But what if I did kind of borrow a little bit from wrestling and do a cage match, a Jackson Cage Match? And so we've had um, we've discussed, um, you know, uh, the uh, Seeger Sessions. We have did, you know, This Land is Your Land versus We Shall Overcome. Um, Dale from Houston said, let's just go right to the top. Let's do Thunder Road and Born to Run. 
-hmm. And um, you and I discussed, and we decided we'd do a Nebraska-themed, and we would discuss Atlantic City versus Highway Patrolman. Yes. So share your first thoughts when I kind of propose this to you. Kind of tell me what you thought, and then we'll get into it. Um. Well, first of all, I, when, when, you, when you propose this idea, I, I jumped right on it. Um, and I knew that this wasn't going to be as maybe uplifting as Border Run and Thunder Road. Right. Um, and and I, I, you know, I know those songs really well. So when you said it, like, I immediately thought, okay. Um, this is not going to be a, a terribly uplifting conversation, but again, that's okay. Right. Um, oftentimes, great literature is, you know, it's not about hope. It's more about despair. Um, and I was really excited. So, so for the last couple of days, I've really just been listening to both songs and sinking my teeth into the lyrics. So I'm very excited to discuss this with you. Yeah, um, we have previously did a, and I'll post in the notes but you and i did a we discussed uh, bruce's geographical um yeah. songs and atlantic city was both on our lists right and um just for the sake of argument rolling stones list of 100 greatest bruce songs atlantic city becomes number seven highway patrolman number 27 okay um so and i i really wanted to kind of discuss because they're different but both from nebraska and both the themes i think there's a similarity yes so i will tell you i did not have a preconceived notion and i still don't know that if you ask me right now which one do you think is better i don't know if i could give you an answer yeah. um how about you did you go in thinking um, I, I kind of had a preconceived, I, I love Atlantic City. Yeah. Uh, and I really like the Highway Patrolman version on live in Dublin. I yes. really like that version. Um, and I was actually more familiar with that version than the Nebraska one. Yeah. But for the last couple of days, I've been listening to the Nebraska one, um, and the, the Nebraska Atlantic City. So kind of just keeping in the same realm from the same album. Uh, but as as I kept listening to it, I really started deconstructing them literally and, yeah. and looking at looking at the lyrics. And you know my I think my opinion still still remains, but if I look at them from a story aspect, um, Highway Patrolman is a really good song. Yeah. I mean, um, a really good song. I absolutely. So, okay, so which one do you want to start with to discuss? Do you want to talk Atlantic well, City or Highway Patrolman first? I, I just wanted to bring up this idea and see what you thought about sure. it. Was if we, if we look at them together, um, okay. I think thematically they're really the same. And I think that whole entire album thematically is you know, it's pretty much the same. I mean, it's Nebraska. Um, it's about a geographical location. Okay. And so much, so many songs, I think all of the, the songs on there, but especially the ones we'll talk about today, they explore how, how people get trapped in a certain setting and how like a physical location sort of impacts and challenges and corrupts your morality. Okay. And, and, I, and I, I thought about that idea quite a lot. 
of this idea of morality, of corruption of morality, or conflict of morality, and how they are presented in both. So I think thematically, they are very, very similar. Well, continue. You're on a roll, so talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just just stay with me here. I, I cool. got it. I'm loving, <laughs> I'm loving the trip. It's, it's cool to think about that Atlantic City is up on the East Coast, and Highway Patrolman is set, let's say, in the heartland, um, you know, um, right along the Michigan line, you know. Right. And, and so, so you have these two very diverse physical locations, but you have two characters who are going through essentially the same thing. And so, you know, I, I think you take this idea of darkness on the edge of town, um, and that's Atlantic City, and trouble in the heartland. And that's Highway Patrolman. So there's no freedom. There's no freedom from this this moral conflict that we see in both of these songs. And, you know, I also, what both songs have a feeling of of a different time. You know, Highway Patrolman speaks to the Vietnam era. And, right. um, and, and I realize it doesn't necessarily have to be. It could be any war about right. going on there and coming back. But the um the idea that the one brother you know because the farm was doing so well you know in a lot of ways gave up his dream of the family farm and and took a safe job as a highway patrolman you know atlantic city they're talking about i i you know i've got debts no honest man can pay and and how do i get this and find this answer yeah yeah um one thing to think about is it, it, both songs are very cinematic, you know, in their production. But Atlantic City reads like the opening line reads like something you would see in a newspaper. Um, they blew up the Chicken Man in Philly last night. I mean, that's that's something you would see on on the news. Absolutely. Uh, and I love I love how these two songs because I was comparing, contrasting them, and how they how they set up their first lines because in Atlantic City it's they. It's this ambiguity. They blew up the chicken man. Right. Um, and in, in, in Higher Patrolman, it's my name. Yes. So it's first person. So the scope is very different. Atlantic City, the scope is they. It's very broad. It's very big. And in Higher Patrolman, it's a personal narrative. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, they're both is, um, you know, kind of the romance uh, talking about um, dancing with Maria, you know, yeah. and then, uh, you know, Atlantic City, put your makeup on, put your hair up pretty. I'll meet yeah. you tonight in Atlantic City. So there is romance in both of them. Um, both of them are songs that you just talked about. Um, the um, Seeger Session Band, you know, they expanded this to a full, you know, band song. And Atlantic City is one of the Nebraska songs that the E Street Band will play at times. Right. You know, it isn't a total rarity. It is not unusual for them to play that and expand it from this just solo, you know, Bruce telling the story, but this full band effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think that you know when you when you put even when you put the both songs with the entire band. 
I still think they have the same sort of message overall. I think Atlantic City there is that nestle of hope that, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to meet, you know, at the end of the song, he's talking about, you know, meeting a guy and he's got no, you know, he's, he's got debts to pay. And unfortunately, he has to kind of cross that line, if you will, of becoming, I don't know, I don't want to go to say a bad guy, right? but I go back to that word morality again. He has to kind of corrupt what he believes in to make some money. And unfortunately, I mean, that's, we're all kind of in that situation, you know, do we corrupt our morality to, to gain financially? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I remember right out of um, when I dropped out of college, I, I worked at a as a dispatcher at a trucking firm, and uh, most of the guys did we did all field um, trucking, and so we, you know, the guys moved pipe and drill bits and all this other stuff. And um, I remember they were sitting around drinking coffee, and one of the truck drivers said, "You know, if I go to Mexico." And, you know, bring a trailer, you know, a, a box trailer, not a flatbed, and bring back a load of drugs. I would pay off my house, my truck note, my trailer note. I would be totally debt-free one trip. Right. If I don't get caught. Right. And right. he says, so the idea of not getting, you know, the, the, he says the fear of getting caught and because it's wrong. But he mm -hmm. said, but more, you know, but you see the temptation. You see the temptation of if I, you know, one, I can, if I can just do a little favor for this guy and right. I could get ahead, then I will be, then I can go to the straight and narrow or when I, we can reset ourselves. Yeah. Um, and I, I, think and I, I think we all think that way in a yes. sense. Well, if I just do this one thing. Yeah. Um, even though I don't necessarily agree with it, but if I just do it this one time, I'll be able to get ahead, and it'll stop. Right. You know, it's like it, 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 it's like the old analogy of like, you know, I'm just gonna have one slice of cake. You know, yeah. just one, just one slice. That's all I'm gonna have, and then, you know, it leads to the whole cake. Well, and Jay, the other thing, if we go back, if we go to Highway Patrolman, you know, um, the singer, you know says Frankie's just no good. He knows that. He he knows right. his brother is no good. But he has that moral dilemma of you know a, a man who turns his back on his family is just no damn good. Yeah. So do I let my brother slide this one time or do I try to honor the commitment I've made to the you know, the state and my badge and, and my own personal honor. And, you know, spoilers, you know, he, he, he lets his brother go. And, right. and I think that wasn't an easy decision for him. And, and I think that's one of the beauties of this song is you feel um, Robert's, you know, conflict. You feel the, you know, him, do I do this? Yeah, I, I think if we look at, if we look at um, Kyle Patrolman, the, the line I really like is the third line in the song, which is, I've always done an honest job as honest as I could. As honest as I could indicates, 
well, I'm flawed. I've yes. done some things wrong. I, I maybe I've let Frankie go a few times, you know, when I should have uphold the law. And you go back to Atlantic City, and that word maybe. Yeah. Maybe everything dies. That's a fact. Um, so if we take a look at the line from Highway Patrolman and the word maybe in Atlantic City, there's that ambiguity. There's that idea that I, I have corrupted myself. But there's always that idea that I, I can sort of redeem myself. And I think that's where, if we go back to your previous question about the bands, uh, he playing these with the large ensemble. Atlantic City, I, I, there's, that, there's that pounding drum. And there's that, I, I feel like there's, a, there's, a, there's that hope there that all isn't lost. And I feel like even when he plays with the Seeger Sessions with uh, Highway Patrolman, if you look at that last line of it, I mean, it's it's just final. I mean, there's you watch the taillights disappear, and what's so heartbreaking about that is the refrain, nothing feels better than blood on blood. Yeah. And he understands that watching his brother disappear, this is the end of blood on blood. There's, there's no more laughing and drinking. It's gone. It's over. There's no coming back. And there's a certain finality to Highway Patrolman that is is incredibly heartbreaking. It is, and the idea that, um, you know, I've watched enough um, Irish cop movies and read books about clean graft and, you know, the old 30s and 40s where, you know, you, uh, I go back to the um, great Harry Chapin song, Copper, you know, mm-hmm. that he talks about, you know, this doing this where you take the you take a little bit of money to protect the neighborhood. Um, and you can see, um, you know, sometimes you do what's right and sometimes what you do what's legal. And you could see, you know, John Roberts, Joe Roberts going, this is what's right. It may not be what's legal, but I'm going to I'm going to take. Um, you know, Sam, who had a little too much to drink, I'm going to drive his car home so he'll be okay versus right. what legally maybe I should arrest him for DWI or right. things like this. And that Bruce is a fan of gray, right? Is yes, that an oversimplification? Absolutely, yeah. You no, know, he absolutely is. Um, you know, and, and it kind of leads me to, to the one point that I, that I noted down was, you know, he's known, Bruce is known yeah. this idea of, of, of born to run. Yeah. And of running. And, I mean, there's there's great spirit in that. I mean, that is his anthem. He you know, he named his, his autobiography, that name, Born to Run. And when we think of Bruce, that idea of running, and it's romantic. But I think both of these songs are sort of the counter-argument to running. Yeah. Because you run, and you leave someone or something behind. Right. And in that sense, Frankie is born to run, but we see the devastation. You know, you see Joe Roberts watching his brother disappear. Yes. So there's that fallout of running. With every choice, there comes a consequence. Yeah, it, it is. And, um, you know, I, I, I also love the whole chorus about, you know, you've talked about, you just mentioned that, you know, maybe... You know, everything dies, that's a fact, but maybe everything that dies someday comes back. And, and that 
hopefulness, this idea of um, I maybe I've, you know, and I, I just, last weekend we discussed Game of Thrones and I picked the way that our Game of Thrones podcast works is you pick your favorite scene and discuss it. And my scene was Sansa and Arya meeting for one reason. They talked about we've had sad stories and Arya goes, but our story isn't finished yet. Mm-hmm. And that statement to me, I went, yep, that's, that's my philosophy in life. That is the idea that no matter where you are, no matter what you do, you have time to change your story and, right. and make it. And so Atlantic City, you feel like the, the narrator is trying to change his story. But Atlantic's in Highway Patrolman, the story is set. And there is, yeah. at this point, there is no changing. His brother doesn't want to change. And, um, you know, Patrolman Roberts is sitting there going, I, I can't betray my brother. I, I, and I have, I'm, I'm stuck in this. This is the story is I'm going to let him, you know, go to Canada. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, being... Me being geographically close to Atlantic City, we, you and I have talked about this before, but I mean, some have said Bruce is, you know, he is a prophet, and yeah. and it's funny because you mean Atlantic City has, I mean, it was high at one point, it was incredibly low for for, for a long stretch of time, and now it's it's trying to come back. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's 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 pushing really hard. To get more businesses down there, and it's 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 improving some of its culture. It's going to take a long time, but but the song itself, like the city itself, is trying to redeem itself. Yes, and you know, um, I think everybody, you know, in this this area, I guess geographically, I don't want to say everybody. It's it's, it's too grandiose, but I think in a way, you're all you're kind of pulling for Atlantic City. You're hoping it comes through. Yeah, I think so, and and I could see that. Um, from a pure listening pleasure, do you have a preference on which song <laughs> you like listening to better? Yeah, it, it's Atlantic City. Uh, <laughs> I had I had Highway Patrolman on repeat. I had the Nebraska version on repeat. Yeah. It was tough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, lyrically, I love it. I love the story behind it, but. That whole Nebraska album is—you can't really listen to that on repeat, you know. Yeah, I, um, I hear you. Yeah, you, you know, you, you turn on Atlantic City. Uh, you know, I, I think of it this way: um, whenever, because I'm a Bruce nerd, but whenever I'm heading to Atlantic City, I, I Atlantic City is on the radio. Sure. You put it on in the car. I mean, it's yeah. You know, you have to. Uh, well, it's just let me pause no. you right there. Yeah. Um, the late great. Glenn Campbell just passed away as we're recording this. Uh, when we're going down to Galveston to spend the weekend, you don't think Glenn Campbell's Galveston gets played a few times? <laughs> so, right, yes. right, right, right. I'm right there with you. And um, I, Higher Patrolman is just not a song that you can play over and over again. No. It just, it just wears on you. Yeah. It really does. Now, one interesting point, um, you know, I'm going through a series of newbie episodes where I've picked 10 Bruce Springsteen songs and I have had different people from podcasts and friends that 
I give them the assignment, here are the 10 songs, listen to them, make notes, and then we'll discuss them. And Highway Patrolman is one of the songs I put on the list because I think it is, um, it's from the, I believe it's from that um, background of like Porter Wagner, highway, you know, wreck on the highway and these, all Mm -hmm. these, these songs that in country music or early rock and roll where you know there was a car wreck or death or something where this whole a story song um i do think that if i had to grade them i would pick atlantic city as a better listening song but as a song for a story i think highway patrolman is a better narrative it it tells a beginning middle and end it 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 is in its own way a short story, uh, at least from my mind. I I I agree. Uh, like I was saying earlier, Highway Patrolman has that that finality to it. Yes, it's, his his taillights disappear, and that's it. Yeah. And Atlantic City, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something, you right. know, and that's kind of where where we we leave it. Yeah. So yes, as as a story, I like Highway Patrolman. What am I gonna listen to? Definitely in Atlantic City. Now, I would, um, a lot of times when we're discussing this, we'll cover, pardon the pun, we will discuss covers. We will cover covers. Um, I am quick to say that I think Johnny's Cash version of Highway Patrolman is better than Bruce's original. Um, yeah. I think because of Johnny Cash's, um, the, the age and the, the, the wear and tear on his voice, I believe, you know, this American Recordings version it you in fact i had someone ask he said did did bruce springsteen write this for johnny cash <laughs> and i'm like yeah. it almost feels like he could have so yeah it, uh, it does yes I, I listened to the johnny cash version and yeah i was like you know what i i like this version but again i listened to it so many times yes <laughs> so it's like it was it was tough to handle but no, I, I agree it's it's a very good version um, you, i i certainly like um leon Hel- uh, leon Hel- helms and the band you know did a version of atlantic city so that's a pretty good cover because you know yeah. sometimes in this as you're weighing it you go well who got a better cover but in this case it was better so yeah. um what else about the sh- what are what have we not discussed that you wanted to share um well i, I the other idea too that that both both of these songs uh discuss and show is the how violence plays a part in our decision-making and how both of these characters um, were, I think, victimized by violence. Yes. But have been sort of, I don't know, have been raised in a sense. Yes. In, in through, you know, trials and tribulations. And um, I think for both of these characters, like, let's go with Atlantic City. They blew up the Chicken Man in Philly last night. I mean, you know... Right now, um, I, I, I've been writing about this idea, and I haven't quite fleshed it out just yet. But um, it takes it takes a lot of courage to watch the news, you know. It does. Um, and you know, and I have small children, and you know, I I, I see them kind of watching it and kind of listening, and I, I often wonder what's what's going through their head. Um, because there's a lot of scary, scary stuff going on. And, uh, you know, 
they blew up the chicken man in Philly last night, and they blew up his house, too. I mean, it starts violently, and it's like, all right, well, in order to survive in this world, I have to be violent. Yes. And I think that's sort of a, an ideology that people, you know, grab onto. In order for me to survive, I need to be violent. And we see violence happening in Highway Patrolman as well. And even though our Joe Roberts, he takes his job, he is a lawman. I mean, Frankie busts this guy open and it doesn't seem like Joe Roberts does anything about it. I mean, violence is just part of his job. Yes. Um, so, yeah, yeah, well said. I, I totally agree. Um, any other thoughts? Um, no, I, okay. I think that's it, man. All right, so uh, I'm going to vote first. Um, and yeah. I'm going to honestly, um, I, I kind of went in thinking that maybe Highway Patrolman, because of its story, I may give it a slight. And also because I'm always a fan of an underdog. But um, as you and I talked a little bit before we hit record, um, you know, I went, I'm going through a health journey similar to yours. Um, just as in it's hard, we had totally different diseases. But um, and my birthday was June 3rd this year, and my wife flew me to New Orleans to kind of celebrate, okay, you know, you've, you've started your chemo, you're not dead, uh, you know, let's, let's enjoy life. And um, we're on Frenchman Street in New Orleans, and there's tons of live music, and we're just enjoying, you know, jazz and funk and all this beautiful stuff. And Linda made the joke like, okay, you know, please don't bring up Bruce Springsteen. I'm like, okay, okay, I won't. And so we're at the Spotted Cat. And it was in an afternoon. And there was a male musician, African-American, female musician, African-American, uh, white guy playing the piano, white guy playing drums. And um, they passed along the hat. And so I was talking to the female singer. And she said, oh, thank you for your tip. I was like, oh, you guys are great. Um, she says, well, do you have any requests? And I look over at Linda and Linda rolls her eyes and go, go ahead. And I said, well, no, not really. I said, I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. And she stops me and she goes, oh, Atlantic City is one of my favorite songs. Do you want me to do Atlantic City for you? Yes. And so, um, I was able to record it on my phone and it was amazing. And I think... I think that's why I would pick Atlantic City because all stories are universal, but mm. some are more universal than others, if I badly court George Orville. And I believe Atlantic City is a song that any musician, no matter genre or theme, can make it their own and tell that universal tell. So as much as I love Highway Patrolman, I would pick Atlantic City because of the university. You know, how this, all of us sometimes are, are fighting that. And then the whole, you know, so that's how I would pick that. Yeah. I, I think, uh, again, as a story, I, I like Highway Patrolman. Um, as a song, I, I really like Atlantic City. I mean, I would have to have to put Atlantic City on top of Highway Patrolman because, as you said, sort of musically, it's flexible. Um, yes. It can be played by 
in any sort of genre. Um, and I, I, just that, that element of hope. Yes. Uh, you, you know, nobody likes a sad ending, even, even an English teacher like myself. Right. I mean, we all, we all want that happy ending. And there's that element of hope there. And being the fact that I am from Philadelphia and our patron saint is Rocky Balboa, I mean, yes. we love redemption stories. Absolutely. Um, people who are down and out but rise up. And that sort of open-ended ending of, even though it is flawed in Atlantic City, as we did say, it's something that we grab onto. Okay, that maybe this time this, time this guy is going to rise up. And, and that word I just used there is one of my favorite words to use whenever I'm teaching literature is this idea of maybe. Uh, because nothing is, is final. And I mean, maybe, maybe Frankie does come back. Yeah. He maybe does, you know. But nothing is ever final. And that idea of maybe just hooks me. Like, yeah. okay, he's going to do this one thing. And he's going to corrupt his morality, as we've all done that one thing. But maybe he's going to stop. Maybe this guy's going to win, you know? Yeah, perfect. Oh, yes. Well, so. I'd have to go to I'd have to go with Atlantic City. All right, there we go, fans. Um, as much as we love Highway Patrolman, we got to give the belt to Atlantic City. Um, please let us know what you think. Um, Jay, uh, one last thing, and then I'll let you go. Did you Absolutely. hear the Thunder Road mashup that I did, uh, where? Um, the, you know, where the guy had written Mary's version of Thunder Road and I had a friend of the podcast read it. I did. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I was just really, I, th- I, I reached out to him and I said, do you mind if I do this? And he said, no. And he was very nice afterwards. He says that was very funny. And, uh, <laughs> um, so, and what's great is I just had the guys from Rockin' the Suburbs on and, uh, we were talking about Springsteen's perfect pop songs and um, one of them said, the only reason I didn't pick Thunder Road is I figured you're tired of talking about Thunder Road. And I said, right. no, I'm not tired of it, but it probably is my audience may be tired of talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Jay. I mean, I'd never get tired of talking no, about that song. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, how, if someone wants to reach you, how can they? Yeah. So my website is rightonfighton.org. You can come check me out. Uh, I post every week a uh, little stories about life and uh married life raising kids uh, i kind of get into teaching i get into some of the health issues that i struggle with on a daily basis uh you can also check me out on twitter at rightonfighton.org and also on facebook rightonfighton.org I, I urge you to go check out uh jay's writings i i do think he is trying to shine a light in the darkness instead of just cursing the darkness lighting a candle uh, i believe there are times when i laugh when i read it so there are times i have good tears um and as i said i thought your story about um your writing about tell a story the first day of class was excellent advice for not only a teacher but any leader so well done sir Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I am at Jesse Jackson DFW. The show is at Set Lusting Bruce. You can reach out and let us know. Tell us what we did right. Tell us what we did wrong. Um, so, Jay, um, we'll have to figure out another top five list for us to talk later this fall. Um, yeah. Because I always enjoy talking to you. We'll come up with a list and we'll go forward. But for now, enjoy the rest of the summer and good luck on the school year. Listeners, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Well, they blew up a chicken man in Philly last night. Now they blew up his house too. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 